Happy All-Star Week. Great grads. Hope you're all doing well out there. Andy Campbell here. And we've got quite the crew during the Blackhawks little break. Uh, no one needs a break more than the Chicago Blackhawks following a, a dismal one nothing effort versus the Calgary Flames in their last outing. And we are here to talk some Hawks and go around the league. We got great. We're going to have great energy tonight. We got great people here. Jeff Osborne is back. Hasn't been on the podcast in a while. Gate, how we doing, buddy? What's going on? I'm doing well, uh, wrapping up our uh, youth hockey season shortly, which will be a nice break. Uh, other than that, doing well. Excellent. Sounds good. Bardo, welcome back. Congratulations to your Chiefs, who will probably have a walkthrough in the next Super Bowl. Probably will not be very good of a game. Oh. Something tells me that the Chiefs defense is not exactly scared of Brock Purdy, but congratulations. They're in the dance again. What's your up? mouth to God's ears. So <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Nothing so. is ever a wa- an easy game for them. I know that. No, Sean Fitzgerald with your lovely hat. And what day are you on your like hatathon thing? What is uh, this? Thirty-one. So it's thir- I, and you're going a hundred days with a different hat. Three hundred and sixty-six. You have you you have this many hats? I believe so. I'm going to try. So. We're going to see until I run out. Well, I mean, and yeah. These are just these are just the hats in my home. There are also hats at my parents attic that i never took when i moved out so there's still hats there too okay so if you come up like 150 short what are you going to do on that day are you going to be just- i'm going to go to my parents house and go in their attic right, it's over <laughs> he's going to get to like 175 and just he's going to buy 150 out. party hats from party yeah. city i miscalculated my bad um uh, anyway, good for right now yeah sean fitzgerald he's got a great quebec nordiques hat looks good and we're going to get into that atlanta looks like they might be making a bid for a hockey team Content editor uh, for the rink, Eric Andrews, is here. And uh, card collector extraordinaire, Eric, what's up, buddy? Not too much. I must say that I hope everybody enjoys their uh, National Hot Chocolate Day today. Oh, I should have remembered that. Use that right about now. It's a good one. Mm. Nice. Well, happy uh, National Hot Chocolate Day. And for those of you that have been following the Blackhawks over the last couple years, Happy Groundhog Day. The Hawks stink. Um, it's been like that for a little while now. And so without uh, the best rookie in the NHL, Connor Bedard, sorry, Minnesota, the best rookie in the NHL, now that he's still out, um, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of fun happening. The All-Star break, they have zero representation at the game, and we hope they're having a restful vacation, fishing in the Florida Keys or whatever some of the fellows have decided to do with their time. Tonight, what we're going to do on uh, Season 7, Episode 13, we're going to uh, go around and give the Blackhawks active roster, or not actually, not just active, but some other players too, some letter grades, some mid-season grades, mid-term marks, if you will. We'll go in alphabetical order and talk about each uh, each guy in the roster. Sound good, fellas? We're going to start that way, and then we'll go around the league. Bueno, mid-term grades. So, alphabetical order, the first one on the Blackhawks roster, Joey Anderson. It was my job to give Joey Anderson a grade. Joey Anderson, kind of up and down in his uh, career. Minnesota Duluth Bulldog, been in the AHL, has been up with the Blackhawks. I think he's been he's been hit with the injury bug as well. But a steady B-minus hockey player, I'm going to go ahead and say that in the NHL. He's done a decent job. He's been on that line um, 
with Jake and Jake, Jake and with Jason Dickinson, where they've uh, they've done some good things. They've done some good shutdown style. So I'm going to go with B minus just because he's he's okay. I think he's doing fine by his expectations as a player. Any comments uh, from the peanut gallery out there on uh, Joey Anderson? I know we're starting with luxury, folks. We're starting with premium assets. Joey, well, he Anderson. started out injured too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he's he been he's been fine. He came up and played well. You know what he is. He yeah. knows what he is. So he's kind of your consummate four A player, and he'll yeah. he'll you know do some good things. And apart from that, he's not really part of the future. But right, you know, it's about I it. I mean. That stretch where they were winning some games, you know, in, in between Thanksgiving and the holidays, he was playing a pretty key role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, you know, we, we are talking about Joey Anderson here, folks. This might be the only time that we dedicate more than 30 seconds to Joey Anderson on any uh, Chicago rink guest. So any of you Joey Anderson fans out there, enjoy it. Um, hey, we're right there with you. We're proud of you. Let's move on to A2. Eric. Andreas. Athanasiu. So this will be the first of, I think, at least two instances of this. But, um, I mean, it's pretty much impossible to give him a grade anything other than incomplete. Um, obviously, having only played 11 games and then having been hurt ever since, haven't had much of a sample size to really assess uh, you know, his level of effectiveness. Um, four points in those 11 games. So not great, not bad in the limited sample size that he has. But... Yeah, ultimately, definitely an incomplete grade on my end. Yeah, when is he due back? I mean, he's been out for a while. How many games has he missed? About forty. That forty. What is his injury? Is it a lower body, upper body? No one really knows. It's a groin issue. A groin issue. Ow. Yeah, he's had hurt a groin injury. Had a setback too, I believe. So, not really sure. Yes, we have no idea when he's back. He's in a contract year too. Is that correct? Or is he in year one of two? Did they extend him for two? In, I think he's in year one of two. Year, year one, one of two, two, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I think he yeah. extended him last year. That checks out. Okay. So an incomplete for him. Um, hopefully on the men will be back soon. Anthony Beauvillier, midseason pickup. Or not midseason pickup, uh, but an earlier season pickup after uh, Corey Perry's abrupt departure from the Blackhawks. Bardo, you got a grade for this guy? He hasn't played a whole lot either. Yeah, I mean, I thought about giving him an incomplete, but I'm actually going to be generous. Um, I was in the giving mood, and and I'm giving him a C. Um, considering yeah. that he left, he left the doghouse in in Vancouver, where he was really miscast as a as a fourth line player. Um, you know, he should be a top nine winger, and you know, they they got rid of him, and and it was a fine move. They needed him after the Taylor Hall injury, after the uh, you know, obviously after Corey Perry's incident, but. Um, I think eventually he found his way up playing next to Connor Bedard. Um, and we saw that a little bit. And and I think it took him, you know, some games to kind of find his way. And he started to, then he broke his wrist. So right. um, that's unfortunate. But maybe when he comes back, he could kind of slide right back into that, you know, top six role, maybe right next to Bedard, I'm assuming when he's coming back um, around the same time. But, yeah, I mean, I, I give him a C. I mean, given what he came in from, I, you know, we started to see some positive things out of him, you know, before, right before he got hurt. Yeah. No, good call on that. And, uh, you know, I, again, the first three players we're talking about folks, limited sample sizes with all of them and, you know, and their roles are, and obviously we're talking about a middling hockey team as well. So mm-hmm. I think C is pretty accurate. The next guy we're going to go to Sean on, um, not a lot of coverage on this guy, um, on this next player and few have heard of him. 
And um, I don't know, there, there are some out there that, you know, outside of the state of Minnesota that feel that he's relatively talented. Uh, goes by the name of Connor Bedard. Who? Um, yeah. Did you hear about that guy? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of he's, he's no Brock Faber, but um, Connor Bedard, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Fitzgerald. Obviously, a plus, a plus, a plus. Um, most hyped prospect since Connor McDavid was on pace for like 69, 70 points before his injury. It's going to be the most points in a Calder season, season since Matthew Barzell. Um, youngest player selected the All Star game. You know, he's 114th in the NHL in goal and points. He's only played 39 games. Uh, he's 50, he has 15 goals, only behind Jack Hughes and Kyle Connor for more goals and less games. Leads the Hawks in rush attempts. And as of January 25th, the athletic article from all the national writers still say he's the leading candidate for the Calder Trophy. He's still, he's still the odds maker's favorite st- as well. Still uh, over number two, Brock Faber. So. Got it. Is Did he win Rookie of the Month two straight months? Did you say that? Yeah, he was. Bardo, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I missed that one. Is, is there yeah. any disputing this A plus? Are we inflating his grade at all? Gate? Well, how many shots has he blocked, and does he play 24 minutes a night? <laughs> Those are the important things. What's his plus minus? I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. include that. You know, minus plus minus. Find his Corsi on a team that was actually supposed to try this year. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And is right just barely above the Blackhawks. Yeah. So it just I mean, that tells here's you. Here's what you basically well, here's what you need to know. You look at at him in night in and night out when he was playing. I mean, every team's number one defenseman and shutdown guy was playing a shutdown line was right. playing against his line. So and this is a team that can't score, period. So right. I mean the respect all year. Yeah, the, the different line mates and, and even his best line mates should be at best maybe third liners on, on uh, contending teams. So he was playing with, you know, with all due respect to these guys, total garbage. Yeah. So and for, who, for him to put up what he did is ridiculous. Was it you, Bart, or was it Eric who said that when Bedard was on the ice with this mm-hmm. third line okay. pairing, that the Blackhawks were actually like an average NHL team, but when he's not on the ice, they're the worst team in the NHL? That was yeah, Eric. No. I'm not that smart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't Where? give Eric that much credit. Come on, Bart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, he is bottom line. He's everything that the Chicago Blackhawks and the NHL were hoping he'd be. Um, fabulous. I mean, 30, 33 points in 39 games on this team. Yeah. Um, as an At 18, 18 years old. Yeah. Like, yep. The youngest guy ever elected the All Star game. Barely 18. Yep. And if he I mean, is able to come back in mid to late February, he still could go on a tear and bring I'm, home the hardware. I mean, he is the best rookie in the NHL. That much is that much is confirmed. It's whether or not he will play in enough games to win the trophy. I think when he was on the ice, you held his breath. You held your breath yep. because you thought oh, you man. missed something spectacular. And then you get off the ice disappointed. You're like, darn it. Like, yeah, go back out. Go back out. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. been to three games this season. I've only seen him play once, and that was the most fun I had. And they lost in overtime. But every time he touched the puck, you could hear the gasp yeah. in the United Center when he touched the puck. And when they went to overtime, it was just <gasps> every time he had it. Well, that's every, every, that's every rink in the NHL. I went to the game in Boston, and after he scored his first goal, he took a, a, a snapshot, a wrist shot on a Linus Olmark in the entire mm-hmm. Boston garden when he let it go. And Linus just got his knob on it and yeah. then it went wide and the entire garden. 
because of the way he ripped the shot. So the, the first rookie that I can remember, you know, and I've been watching hockey for a while it, that that had that reaction when you would hear the breath like in the in the arena was Pavel Bory. If you watched him like when he had the puck and skated up the ice, it's like you just heard like the crescendo of the crowd. It was incredible. And that's what he's like. That's what he's getting right now. So he cannot get come back soon enough. I mean, no. obviously, don't rush him back, and you need to be no. careful with this kid and with the injury and things like that. And there's probably no re- there's no reason to rush him back. At the same time, from entertainment value alone, we need him back. I need him back. Yes. I, I, I feel yes. incomplete. Yeah, so totally incomplete without him. So. <laughs> All right, you complete me, McGuire. You, Connor, you complete me. You know? Yeah, there you go. I put a grade for this guy, and I, I know what I've got in my mind, but I'd, I'd like Gate to get the floor with this guy because I, I, I think Colin Blackwell has brought something interesting to this club um, with, with the time that he's been here. So, Gabe, what, what do you think? If you were going to give him a letter grade, again, limited sample size, but, you know, he's been playing since the holidays, that first game against Colorado. What do you think? I'd give him a, a, a B-ish grade B-ish? Uh, in, yeah. in the Bs, yeah. Um, you I don't know that I could be a little more. I don't know that I could be any more specific than that, but I'd give him a B-ish grade. I mean, I saw him a lot play a lot when I covered the, uh, the Kraken season. Um, and like, you know, he's a fourth line guy. He's an energy guy. He's one of those guys that, you know, the, the Hawks seem to have a lot of them. One of those guys that, you know, they're fourth line guys that all the fans, their fan favorites does all the dirty work and things like that. And just plays hard, uh, you know, kind of, you know, fourth uh, outfielder on the Cubs, uh, you know, backup quarterback on the, on the bears, just like, you know, six, you know, what is the 13th or ninth guy on the bench of the, the bulls, the, like that type of guy. But I mean, you know, he's a, the fans like him. He, he plays hard and that's fine. Uh, he's, he's, he, I mean, he's limited, you know, in yeah. his ability obviously, but, but yeah, he certainly, you know, he, he plays a lot of emotion. He plays hard. Um, yeah. When he played for the Rangers and played for, I believe it was the Maple Leafs. I mean, he was a guy that was just, you know, playing like 12, 12 minutes a night and any goal that he got was based on his hard work. And, and, you know, now it's like, he's playing probably almost double those minutes and any goal he's getting is literally hard work, hard work. And, you know, look, he stepped up also in the leadership role, you know, when some guys have been out of the lineup, you know, with injuries, you know, we, we saw um, what's his name. Um, Felino out for a little bit and Murphy's been out. So he's, he's kind of stepped in off of injury and, and, um, and been a bit of a leader. So. I mean, there's I a couple. There's actually a couple guys on this roster that like could probably take, you know, some examples from him, like you know Mackenzie Entwistle or yep. Reese Johnson, yeah. players yeah. like that. Like no, this is the tough. that's the guy they should be look, looking at is because right. they're they're not going to be, you know, top six players. They're going right. to be depth players on the if they yep. make this roster if they continue to play with this team. Yeah. So if, like if those guys wanna, should be looking at him. Yeah, if you want to stay around and you want a career in this league, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a good a good role model. Someone I forgot who posted it, but someone posted that that he might be, maybe it's foolish, but he might be one of their only trade chips at the deadline. Glass and Powers posted Glass that in the athletic. I don't, I what are you going to get for Colin Blackwell? I don't. I mean, the Kraken did when he. Uh, the Kraken traded him, I believe, that year. Into the ring yeah, I mean, maybe you get a fourth or fifth round pick, or or maybe yeah. you get another yeah. guy that comes back. But I mean. Right. Maybe you just move him to give somebody a kid more minutes, somebody to come up or and give him a chance to play in the playoffs. Well, teams yeah, are always looking for those role players, and he also kills penalties too. So you know, well, or, or if you sign a couple many... guys after their college seasons and want to give them cups, yeah. of coffee, then maybe you can move him like a. I mean, how many, 
How many times has Tyler Mott been moved at the deadline? And he's yeah, good. yeah he's had a good career. He's, had he's still plugging around in the NHL yeah. too. And, Great career. And, yeah. So yeah. there's always a need for those type of guys. Those mm-hmm. bottom six grinder yeah. defensive forwards, energy guys. Yeah. Well, moving on. Um, good call on the Blackwell stuff. Mo- moving on to Jason Dickinson and then Eric's up. The letter grade, Jason Dickinson. Yeah. So. Brief little intermission here. We do have some breaking news that Elias Lindholm is being traded to the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, yeah. Andre Kuzmenko is expected to be part of the package going back to Calgary. So is he oh, is he w- waving his new trade clause? Because Calgary is on his list. Apparently, we'll see. Well, Dave Panyota reported that, and then Darren Dreger followed up saying that it sounds like it's going to happen. Yeah, Drager okay. said Drager said Kuzmenko yeah. may be involved. If not, it will be picks and prospects. Yep. So, Drager, yeah, said that eight minutes ago. Okay. Yep. Yep. So anyway, we're going for it. Just throwing that out there, but obviously there had been a little bit of talk on the Twitterverse about uh the Hawks poking around with Kuzmenko. So just wanted to throw yeah. that out there. But anyway, yeah, Jason Dickinson. Um I went ahead and gave him an A plus. I mean Love it. Is he absolutely setting the world on fire? Is he a superstar player? No. But if you said, you know, the first week of October that we would be at the all-star break and he would have 15 goals and be on pace for 40 points this season, you would probably just say, like, what are you smoking? Like, that's not going to happen. Right. So, I mean, he's he's already surpassed his career high in goals by quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, that if he continues at this pace, which there's nothing to suggest that he won't. Um, yeah. It'll definitely be a easily be a career high for points as well. So yeah, I mean, he has just been a very pleasant surprise this year. Um, you know, just how effective he has been playing and the production that he has been, uh, you know, giving the team obviously has been very, very beneficial. Um, right. One of the lone bright spots offensively, I would say, and has stepped up in that leadership role as well. And uh you know, not really a guy that anyone gave a whole lot of thought to coming into the season. So, you know, the fact yeah. that he is really performing well and coming into his own has, has been really nice to see. Yeah, and good, and good for him. He's cash. He's cashing in. Good for him. Did, New did the Hawks get a pick to take him too? They did. So yeah. it was him and a second round pick in exchange for the great Riley Stillman. Ooh, oh my God, that's guy. awesome. Hates <laughs> guy Riley Stillman. Wow. They got a second round pick with Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now, well, good, no, good call. And good for Jason Dickinson. New uh, new two year contract. He just signed a week or two ago, uh, which I think gives him $4.25 million per uh, over a two year period. So good for him. I mean, you know, he seized an opportunity, came in, is seizing an opportunity, and now he's getting a, a paycheck that maybe he never thought he, uh, he would get at some point. So, uh, all right, Jason. Well done and good call. We like that A plus. Ryan Donato, Mr. Bard. So I gave him a B. Um, I want to hear what Gate has to say about. Yeah, I mean, I I gave him a B because I I like what he brings, um, you know, to the team with his versatility and you know he's a gritty guy and is you know always willing to go to the net. Um, You know, the puck always seems to kind of find him. I I wish he would have stayed with um bedard while he was while he was healthy he just seemed to you know be there in the beginning of the season then he all of a sudden got pulled off for no reason and then 
put back on like towards uh, right before he got hurt. But um, I'm giving him a B. I would like to see a little more offense out of him, but I think, you know, it's hard to really ask for a lot from him because it's just not his game. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, look, I, he's been fine. He's, he's above average. I'm not going to say he's great, but I, I would definitely say that he's been solid. I mean, he still could end up with a 15 goal season, which is on yeah. par for him. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of what he's been in the cracking gate. You were excited about him coming over with your, uh, with your Kraken following. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. He, again, he, he's a lot like Colin Blackwell. Like the two of them were very similar bottom of the, you know, bottom six players, t- you know, on a good team. Um, but you can move them up and down the lineup. Donato more than probably Blackwell, but uh, you know, he, he just seems to be in the right position. Like, you know, he seems like a lead, good leadership guy, good example for the young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to scream. Like you said, 15 goals is probably, you know, really good for him. Uh, but <clears throat> you know, he's a character guy and you want some good character guys on a, you know, when you're going to be going through a season where you're going to be losing a lot, you need some guys with some character that can drag some of these kids along and, and give, you know, set a good example, even in a losing season. And, you know, these guys are guys like that have had to fight and claw to stay in the NHL and have jobs and they work hard. And that's a good example to set for the young kids. So, yeah, yeah. You know. no, it's good stuff. Yeah. And uh, just so everyone knows, Kuzmenko signed off on the, uh, on his no trade clause to accept the trade to Calgary. So that deal is pretty much going to be done any minute. Got it. Alrighty. So that's mm-hmm. happening. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All righty. Oh, um, good thoughts on Ryan Donato. Shawnee, you're up on uh, Mackenzie and Twizzle. Mackenzie and Twizzle. Yeah. I gave him a C. He's yeah. been fine. He just doesn't score enough. Like he has two goals, career highs five. He brings a lot of energy and physicality to his game, but like he just doesn't put the puck in the net enough to to get anything higher. Um I, I, in the Laz and Powers article, they don't think he's going to be back yeah. uh, after this season just because they have other guys that can fill his role, like right. Zach Sanford and um, uh, uh, Rim Pitlick or whatever his name is. Hey, you uh, nailed it. I nailed nice. it. <laughs> uh, first try, first try. Uh, can confirm. Yeah, they have guys like that. So, uh, but and Twizzle's been fine. So I give him a C. It's, not not bad, not good. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he's someone I didn't even. I did not expect forty plus games at this point from him, and I think a lot of that is just due to, you know, all of the injuries and and yeah. just, you know, it just it hasn't. You know, the Blackhawks have been so banged up, and so he's almost just like a, a filling. You know, he's just kind of a space filler right now. He's a guy, and, and good for him. He's able to get some time in there. But but to your point, I don't. I don't. We're not going to see him very much moving forward. No, once everybody gets healthy, I think he he might even just go to he might be down at Rockford. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, Nick Felino, that's me. Um, and then let's open it up, Nick Felino. I gave him an A minus, um, just because I don't know, I, I didn't want to throw out that straight A, straight A plus. You know, kind of a low nineties grade, um, if you will, mid to low nineties grade. I mean, I, I think the thing about Nick Felino, he's you know he's pumped in nine goals. I think he's had more of an offensive role than he would you know, on any, uh, on any team where they're actually competitors, but you know, the unofficial captain of the Blackhawks, um, and could very well be wearing the C next year. Uh, and his most all- notable play is breaking his finger. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I think it would be – I think it's being in the press box with um, Vosters and uh, – I can't even think of the guy's name now. In any yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't – you know, he says the right things at the right time. He obviously cares a ton. He's, he's a great teammate. You know, I think that he is – been a really good ad for a team that's in the current position that they're in and he will be for the next two years and hence the uh the contract extension that he received hopefully he's back in the lineup soon but nick felino it's good that he's going to be around mm-hmm. it's good that he's going to be around and i'm glad they're not trading him um for you know they're not going to move him for a fourth or a fifth round pick or future considerations to someone and you know that he's just going to be you know they need a little bit of stability moving forward as they're rebuilding glad he's part of that Mm-hmm. Eric Cole Gutman, we're on to Cole Gutman. He's seen a little bit more time too than we thought that you know maybe he wasn't going to get this year. And I think he just got sent to Rockford, did he not? He did. Um, this one, in a way, is kind of I didn't give him an incomplete, but he has missed time this season, like so many other players have. But um, I went ahead and just gave him a C. I mean, I think he's he's pretty much just kind of been another one of the guys, you know, hasn't jumped off the page as being good, hasn't been bad. He's just kind of, you know, been, been, been around kind of just done his job, not done anything great or bad. So um, I don't know, I guess in a way, I think some people are hoping to see him take a little bit of a step forward, but again, given that he's been struggling with injuries, I don't know how realistic that was to expect either. So um yeah, I think just a middle of the road C is probably pretty fair for what he's done. I think season. that's to- I think that's completely fair. Mm-hmm. That's totally fair. Um, cool. Any objections, Cole Gutman? I know we're here now. We're you know we really getting into some uh, some big hitters here. <laughs> Cole Gutman, ladies, and really gentlemen. getting in the weeds here. Yeah. Yeah. Coachera, anyone, yeah. anyone, <laughs> Milan Tichy. <laughs> Adam Bennett. Anyone? Bennett. Adam Bennett. Wow. My good Cam Russell. That was a good one. Oh. We've had some good ones out there. Um. All right. Uh, Taylor Hall, Bardo. I gave him a solid D. Really? I Ooh. gave him a D. Not, a, not an incomplete. Nope, I gave him a D. I don't know because he got hurt. He has enough credits for a grade. <laughs> nope, I gave him a D. I'll tell you why. I, I mean, I like I like the thought process of bringing him in initially, but yeah. we knew we knew how this movie was going to end. So it's like a diehard movie. Like we know what's going to happen in the end. So, um, but the dude can't stay healthy anymore. He just doesn't. And you know, look, when he was healthy, he was he was a big help to Bedard. You know, on the wing, but. He's just never going to play a full season again. We knew this was going to happen. Like we saw the small sample size of whatever he played, what, 15 right. games, 10 games, and, and he was helpful. That's why he's not getting a failing grade for me and not getting a, an incomplete. But, you know, but it's just like you knew what was going to happen. It just, it's that simple. Wow. Okay. Anyone disagree? Any thoughts? Taylor Hall? I mean, I, I remember the, the text that I got from my my buddies in Boston, right when the season started, they said, good luck this year and enjoy Taylor Hall. And you're going to get a lot of entertainment watching him fall down all the time. <laughs> he only <laughs> fell down once. <laughs> all it takes is made out of, you well, know, yeah, glass. yeah, they made the trade with Felino and Hall. This was supposed to be one of the guys to come in to give a lot of offensive help. And he was just banged up right away. I mean, it's just never, 
It's like yeah. he didn't even really have a shot. He had four points in 10 games or whatever he had. But now they're, they're on the hook for him. They've got another year of him. Yeah. 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 And the weird thing is, is this year he has a modified no trade clause. Next year is a full no trade clause. Oh, oh shit. Arizona's online too. They still got to read the floor. <laughs> we send him matter. to the Coyotes burial grounds with Vladislav Kozlov. He's in a contract sure. year. A lot of times, guys in contract years find that extra juice. Maybe he'll have a good well, start. I don't know. They, they still got to reach the Maybe floor. Taylor Hall helps that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, one more year. I mean, what? Where do you put him next year? I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, you could try to do the same thing. You you try to do the same thing you did with him this year. You know, put him with Bedard. Uh, I mean, hope, that's where he's hope he can go. stay healthy and. <laughs> You know, pump in some goals, but we, you know, like Bardo said, you know, it's like water is wet. Taylor Hall gets hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> day will be followed by night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty good, Mark. Seriously, I, I would, I would call Arizona right now and just, yeah. They have enough draft picks as, as a sweetener. Get them the hell out of here. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? So it's just going to be a pain in the ass. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You're not going to get anything from no, this. No, you're not. But the 32 year old coming off a knee surgery at a six million dollar hit or whatever the hell he is. I mean, look, next year we know that they're not going to probably you know contend or be close to contending. Yeah. So it's like if you get anything from him, fine. But at this point, it's like if if he stinks, just basically just put him on LTIR. But you know, it's just you know he's really just going to be a, a body next year. We'll we'll just pray for the best. I mean. That's really what so, it is. I mean, they have cap. They have cap space. Is my point. They have all the cap space in the world, so they'll have plenty of space. Yeah, he's just going to be a space filler. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was going to say, what is the cap floor? Because currently for next season, they are at, according to Cap Friendly, like forty-four million two hundred thirty thousand eight hundred thirty-three dollars, and that's with Hall included. Well, whatever the floor is, he'll slip and fall on it anyway. So. <laughs> Wow, there is a ton of Taylor Hall love in in Camp Bardo this evening. Love it. Is it just he just doesn't like the name Taylor? That's what it is. <laughs> moving, on, moving on to our next candidate, who is another kind of this this is a guy I don't know. Does Reese Johnson look at uh, Kurashev and talk to him and be like, I want to be like you, man. No matter what it takes, I just want to hang around here. Forever. Well, he's I'm just kind of Mackenzie. He's Mackenzie and Twizzle 2.0. Like, yeah, yeah. played 33 games. Can't yeah. score. The only reason right. he's in the NHL is because everybody's hurt. Otherwise, he'd be in the A. Because he's on the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Fight. He has three, three points. Yeah. Goals, a career high last year of four goals. Like, what, wasn't he a college free agent? Like, this is his ceiling. No, he came out. He, he was. He played with Brandon Hagel in, at Red Deer. Oh, and, okay. And so that's where he came. He was agent. signed before Hagel. Hagel actually came in after Reese Johnson. Oh, wow. I remember that very well. Okay. So, yeah, he's just a guy. Like, he's yeah. – I gave him a C yeah. because yeah. I see you on the roster, and that's about it. <laughs> you yeah. there. I see. For what? <laughs> see you there. <laughs> well, and now we're going to go to another guy that can't seem to put a full season together and has it in some time, Tyler Johnson. Um You know, I've got I've got a, an, an idea for a grade for him, but I'd be curious, Gates, your thoughts on – uh on TJ, you know, again, another space filler, but I don't know. Is he someone that can, I mean, he's 33 years old, often injured. What do we think of him, Gabe? I mean, when he's, 
when he's healthy, he's a decent player. You know, he's a good, again, like probably third line ish guy at this point in his career, but um, he can't stay healthy. Uh, and this is, I believe, his this is his career year, or I mean, not his career, his uh, his contract last year, year. right? Yeah, yeah he's got a modified million. no trade for five million dollars. Like, you're just gonna let him go at the end of the year, is what you're gonna do. You're not gonna get anything for him, even if he comes back and is healthy. I can't see anyone trying to pick him up. So you're just going to ride the year out with him and you're going to let him go. I mean, he was, he was one of those guys that you, you brought over to, to try and, uh, you know, sweet, with some sweeteners and get some draft. No, picks. They tried, they tried to win with him. That They got him and Seth Jones that year. He was, they were trying to win that year. That was Stan Bow. There was no sweet win. The only person who was trying to win was Stan Bow. Everybody else knew that that wasn't happening. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, if he had if he had come back before the All Star break, you know, the last couple of weeks, and had a chance to show that he's healthy and play well, then maybe there was a chance that you could just get a mid to late round pick and dump most of his salary um, somewhere else um, and give him a chance to, you know, go cup chase and you know be a leader on a team that that can use that kind of veteran leadership and experience. So I just don't see that happening at this point. So. I'd get ship sailed. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Good call. I like it. Boris Kachuk. Eric. Present. Yeah. Bless me. I'm going to go right <laughs> back to the middle of the road well and give him a C. I mean, again, yeah. just a guy who is basically kind of just done his job and hasn't been a whole lot to get excited about, hasn't done anything too poorly. He's just kind of, just kind of there, you know, a, 12th to 13th forward type of guy and puts in his minutes and doesn't yeah. hurt you too badly. The shootout goal uh, a couple of weeks ago was pretty nice. Give him that. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's just kind of, oh yeah, like they're cool, whatever. Uncle Al was over the moon when they got him and a guy we're going to talk about later, Taylor Radish. Over the moon, making more hockey trades, I believe the tweet was. I was yeah. shortly blocked after that, but yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Kachuk, maybe uh, one of the quotes of the year, uh, you know, after, yeah, it was dirty, the hit on Bedard, when the entire team and everyone around him said, yeah, unfortunate, you know, he, you know, kind of ran into him, got him a hit, and Kachuk's like, ah, it was dirty. Get that guy. Yeah, of course, what else was he going to say? <laughs> Boris. <laughs> uh, awesome. Bardo, Chiva, yes. Philip Kurashev. This is a good one. Yeah. Guy, so we've said it before, we'll say it again. There was a nuclear holocaust that hit Chicago. Philip mm-hmm. Kurashev would come crawling out of the United States. <laughs> he would be like, I'm, I'm, still, I'm fine. I'm still here. Yeah. So, suit up. so I, I actually gave him an A um, because Whoa. once he came, wow. once he came back, yeah, once he came back from injury, you know, look, he's fit in really well next to Bedard, and you know, he might be their best offensive winger, albeit on an awful team. So I mean, you would really want him probably as like a third line guy, but. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, look, he plays in a lot of situations. He can skate. We know he can create. We know he can score. We know he can pass. Uh, we know he can do a little bit of everything. Um, I, I mean, what else is this guy supposed to do? I mean, he's he's really like their only offensive weapon on a bad team at this moment because yeah. Bedard's out. So um, I, I applaud him for what he's done. So I think he's been fine. More than fine, actually, I should say. But yeah. We're, you know, we, we've like great inflation. You know, I don't know how many teams that Philip Kershev would have an A level on, but yeah, I mean, 
well, relative to expectations and what Absolutely. this team is. I mean, he's, yeah. you know. Absolutely. It's the tallest he's one player. point away from his career high. There you he's go. Got 24. Is he really? All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's 24. He had 25 last year. Got it. Carrying the load, Philip Kershev. Kevin Thomas, didn't like our thoughts on Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I guess so. No, I get that. Connor Bernard. Don't know. Probably, yeah. I mean, I clearly make it, like I It's do. Bernard, thank you. He's trying to pick <laughs> you up, Shawnee. <laughs> He's learning. He's like, I'm going to get this guy. He'll pronounce this wrong. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the next. Rem Pitlick. Sean, I don't know. We can make this one quick. Sorry. Complete. He's played eight games. He's there. Yeah. They I gave know. up a conditional seventh rounder for him. Yeah. I don't know what the condition was. Maybe he has to play. I don't know. Got it. Incomplete. All right. T- Taylor Radish. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give Taylor Radish a C. And here's why. You know, he's he's not known for not necessarily historically known for his offense or his his offensive output. He's had a five goal season. He's been he's just kind of been there. He's just kind of been a guy. I don't notice him a whole lot, and maybe that's a good thing. But at the same time, you know, we had a ranked member that was saying this guy's gonna be a twenty five goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. But that, so, that uh, ranked member was, he scored twenty last year. He scored twenty last year, yeah. yeah. And so you know, right now he's on pace for about ten. That's probably where he'll land. You know, he he and Boris were the two throw in guys in the Brandon Hagel trade, which the Blackhawks still won because they got two first rounders, one of which has not been picked. The other one is Oliver Moore. Let's make that clear, folks. And uh, But sea uh, level performance this far from Taylor Radish, I thought we'd be hear- hearing his name quite often. Which now leads us to the talk of the show, IMO, in my opinion. Eric Andrews has the honor of grading Lucas Reichel. Eric. What do you well, got, Eric? I don't know that we need to spend more than 27 seconds talking about this. <laughs> My grade is a generous F minus, and that is all there is to say. Moving on. Really? We're not going to spend any more time on this? Anyone else? Any thoughts on Reichel? I've got plenty. <laughs> I mean, you suck. He's bad. Like, he looks disinterested. Can confirm. Uh, the, the longest shootout game ever. He could, like, he looked like he was disinterested on a shootout attempt. He's had a bad, he's had an awful year. Like, as bad as a year as you can, uh, yeah. as you could write up on a, on a sheet of paper. I mean, like, everything's gone wrong, except for him are, getting hurt. There are, I mean, we, we love some of these accounts on Twitter, but there are Twitter accounts that look at players' analytics and then give them a, a score, you know, kind of on a, a sliding scale across the league, you know, assessing how effective they are, basically. And so this one particular account has a range of 0 to 100, with 100 being the most effective players in the league, 0 being you do nothing. And Lucas Reichel's score with this outlet is literally a zero. Hmm. Would this There's account no happen to, to be two different it? people? Uh, it could, that it could be. that that it's it's not Andy and Ray though. That share a, share an account and talk about each other like like weirdos. <laughs> this yes. could be. But to the point, still, I mean that That's he has so, been so ineffective. It's literally he does nothing. 
No. Nothing. He's, he has zero impact on every single hockey game he plays. What's his Corsi I mean, or Fenwick or whatever the hell it is? And he, he's dude. like the one player that the fans will, to a fault, defend him. Put him up yeah. on the first line. He'll get better. You know, like it's like you would never say that about any other person on this roster. If Connor Bedard was sucking, you wouldn't be like, well, put him on the first line, you know. And with Lucas Reichel just trying to will it into existence that he's going to be a part of this core going forward. And it's right now, it's not, it's not a thing. It's not a I thing mean, any, at this point. Yeah. Any, anytime Luke Richardson is asked about him, he's like, he has really nothing to say. I mean, it's just, there's, there's nothing. He's had one good game. I think that Colorado game when they won three, two at home, he had a goal, but he had a relative impact in that game. But uh, who would have thought we'd be 47 games in he'd be, he'd appear in, you know, all but one or two games where he was a healthy scratch and he's in single digit points. Yep. Right. And he, and he's in single digit points and offense is supposed to be his thing. He doesn't win pucks. He is constantly lost out there. He's thrown up pucks easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're Kyle Davidson, what do you do? Honestly, what do you do? Like you're going into this off season. What do you do with Lucas Reichel? He could probably fit into a FedEx tube, so just freaking. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bardo, hot tonight. He's hot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what what do you do? Do you try to move him? Do you hold on? Gate, you were saying before we got started, maybe you just hold on to him for one more year. I mean, he's cheap right now at this point, and you can try and hope that maybe he does rekindle something. Maybe you uh, train differently in the summer. I mean, they've done that with several other people. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, I think this year they, um, they bulked him up and maybe that was the wrong play, you know, maybe bulking him up, slowed him down and he can't keep up with everybody else. So maybe you thin him up a little bit and, you know, uh, work with, work on his speed in the off season and then see if that he can't come back next year. And maybe you could get something out of him. If not, he, he costs nothing. You could probably get rid of him, or, you know, if you want to let him go or whatever, send him to Rockford. If he gets picked up on waivers, who cares? At this yeah. point, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, and I don't want a Stanbo trade a reclamation reclamation project for another one. You know, not none of that. You know, kind of like the the Alex Nylander stuff. Well, people are people <laughs> think they should punish the veterans because <laughs> that's why Reichel's not any good. Say that again. So I I had somebody yelling at me on Twitter saying the veterans need to be punished because that's why Reichel's not good. He's the only one getting punished for poor play. Why aren't the veterans getting punished for poor play? Because getting, the veterans exactly. aren't supposed to be good. The exactly. veterans aren't supposed to be good. And tell me how he's being punished. They keep throwing him back out there. He's not getting punished. He's this is asinine. getting rewarded for doing nothing. Huh. This is acidine, and it's a bu- it's because it's a bunch of people ran around last spring, and they're like, well, he's the next. He's going to be part yeah, of the future. Possibly he's going to He's going to have 60 points next year, and he's going to be this. And they had all these great proclamations about this player that had not been through the league, not even once, not even one full time. And now, you know, now he's coming around now. Mm -hmm. They, they place him in the lineup and he, they put a crown on his head. He's the Prince next to the King Bedard. And what do you, they gave him all the chances that they could. And he hasn't, and he hasn't taken advantage of any of them whatsoever. Nothing. So is he this year's Lucas Reichel or is he last year's Lucas Reichel? Nobody really knows at this point. So if you keep around for a year, see what happens next year. If he's last year's Lucas Reichel, then cool. If he's this year's Lucas Reichel, then you just cut bait with him. I, I mean, if, if you, really, yeah, if you if you decide at some league. point after the All Star break, yeah, we're going to commit to him for another season. We're not going to move. We're not going to do anything. Does it make sense at all to send him to Rockford? 
or we just passed all that. If he's still on the roster and you have no use for him on the pro roster, then send him to Rockford. And if he gets picked up on waivers, then he gets picked up on waivers. You know, know. at this point, I don't know, even know that he has that value. Yeah. I mean, that is by far defender. You get an F minus two F minus for you. Yeah, I mean that was that that that's just another thing where it's the you know the the highest prospect in the Hawks system. You got to make some great proclamation about what he's going to do, right? And this has happened since the beginning of time. I mean, Dylan Dylan Sakura, Mitchell, Brandon Peary, like all these guys, Nicholas Bodan, who got released by an AHL team because he yes he did his contract was terminated. Adam Bolquist was going to be the next. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, no, Adam I mean, was going to be the next Eric Carlson. Like sure. all this stuff, Dude, because well, he's Luke, the top guy in the program, doesn't mean that he's going to actually be good. Any good? He was drafted by Stan Bowman when the Blackhawks scouting department, and it's been well documented they were not doing their homework on anything. I mean, they just no. were not scouting very well. They no, they were they legends in their own minds. Live. Yeah, they weren't watching him live or anything, and, he, and he's a late teen pick. Sometimes those guys just don't work out. No, they just don't. So, yeah, yeah screw them. All right. God. But that is that has Ooh. to be I – like, I like the F-minus because that has to be the biggest disappointment of the season right now is uh, Lucas Reichel. Bardo, and we could be quick on Zach Sanford because he kind of falls into that. You know, he goes yeah, I gave him an incomplete. I mean, he's yeah. barely played, what, 10 or 11 games, and for a team that can't score, I mean – Look, I can't really make a big deal out of a guy who's been, you know, neither good, neither bad, neither indifferent. You barely notice him. So moving on. I mean, folks, at least 10 of these players we're talking about, we're going to be talking about them like their spinal tap at some point currently in the where they now file. Yeah, he's just like yep. Reese Johnson with a different name. I mean, or the Barovia file. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> we're going to have to look these people up in a few. All right, Shawnee, Seth Jones. Oh, I gave him a C. Oh. Um, the re- reason I gave him a C, his biggest thing was availability. He got hurt this season. He's supposed to be an offensive defenseman, and he only has one goal. Um, is he better than a lot of the other defensemen on the team? Yes. But I don't think – he's just there. He's just there. Like, at one point they were putting Korchinski on the top power play unit over him. So – Yeah. I, I think Seth uh, is Seth he trying to do too good. much, probably. Probably because he yeah. he has to. I mean, when he's paired with Alex Vlasic, they're they're solid. But yeah. when he's paired with anybody else, Jones has to do more than he's accustomed to. And let's be honest with ourselves, he's not a number one defenseman. Never he's has not, been. I, I never don't, will be. When he was out, it wasn't that noticeable that he was gone. It no, wasn't like wow, we're really missing something. I mean, we had to deal with Crevier and uh, Creever. You know, uh, Creever, <laughs> Crevier, and Isaac Trevis. Trevis. Uh, you know, yeah, so. who do they just call up? Creever? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's a fair. No, I think C is totally fair. Yeah, it is. Speaking of C, that's what I went with with the next one, and I want to open this up to everybody. And, it, and it's not necessarily – it's like a – keep it – Keep in mind these are progress reports, but I gave Kevin Korchinski a C. And I who knows the you know there could be Blackhawk fans out there. Are you crazy? He's the biggest prospect. I'm grading him for where he is now. 
Did you say there could be Blackhawks fans that are going to say that? Yes. There definitely are Blackhawks fans that would that are going to say that. Yes. Yes. I'm being too nice. I'm being too nice. But Kevin Korchinski hasn't learned how to play defense in the NHL. That's Mm -hmm. why I think that the the C is more of a, you know, kind of a, a kind projectability grade. Yeah. He jumps up in the rush. You know, he had that overtime goal that was really really fun for everybody. You can see moments of greatness where you know, oh my gosh, this kid could be something. He can't play D yet. He just can't. Like he's just not. He doesn't know his angles. His awareness is off. His head's not on a swivel. Uh, you know, he's turning the puck over in his own zone, and he's not physically developed enough. So right now, he is a sea hockey player. So, but but he's nineteen. He's nineteen. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I'd take a C for a nineteen-year-old with that option. For a nineteen-year-old defenseman? Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he he Literally, could be he an A in him. two years. You know, for all we know. You know for sure. Yeah, is, uh, Duncan uh, Keith was a C in his rookie year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, you know, this is not not a knock on him. This C, just where he is right now. Yep. All right, so that's going to see us to uh, <laughs> Jacob Magna. <laughs> Silence, crickets. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who? He gets a Q. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a qu- Jason, oh boy, or Jacob Magna? Question mark. Yeah, Bart is hot tonight, folks. Watch out for Pardo. Anyway, uh, any comments on this guy? Whatever you say, I'll believe because I uh, I need to like look him up. I don't I don't even know what he looks like. So he, he was looks my... like Brock Faber. Just you, you know, you'd never know it though. <laughs> Got it. That guy needs to chill out. A plus A plus 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 plus. Yep. You're in the great state of Minnesota. Oh. He was he was assigned to me. Um, I gave him a B just because not Whoa. that he's anything overly special, but this was a guy that got on waivers who really hadn't played at all the whole season. So I think basically everyone had less than zero expectations. And to me, he's been fine, you know, solid to fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if he started the season with them and performed the way he's performing, then I'd probably say a C. But given that he was a waiver claim and hadn't played the whole year, he was, he, you know, he looks surprisingly good to me. You know, he's a very much bottom pair guy. But um, yeah, just for the fact that um, I've been surprised with how, you know, quote unquote effective he's been, I went with the B. I kind of think it's the hometown jump. Like, you know, he's from the Chicagoland area. So I think he's a little excited about playing for, you know, playing for the Blackhawks. And when he yeah. realizes they suck, he'll start to suck. Is what you're saying? Well, I'm sure he's well aware. <laughs> he's played games with them. He is well aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, good luck in the classroom, uh, Jacob Megna. <laughs> Connor Murphy Bardo. Ooh, this is gonna oh, be here we go. Let's do the drum roll. I gave him a D. Whoa. Yes, a D. Really? Okay. I'm so, very confident. Rel- relative to expectations, <laughs> I mean, remember, this is a guy that came in this year who was supposed to be reliable defensively and kind of be your sort of yeah. shutdown guy. And he's been really, really inconsistent. And he's had nights where he's been bad. I get it that it could be, you know, potentially because of who he's paired with. But, sure. and he's also hurt, which, you know, I'll be fair on that. But, and, you know, the team sucks around him. We, we all know that, but he's not playing well at all. I mean, I, I haven't seen a night where it's maybe the, I could count it on two fingers on him having actually a good, a good game. 
But, I mean, even in these games where they lose one nothing because their offense just stinks, like, he hasn't even been that good. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm down on him. I really am. And maybe you tell me it's a, if, if you disagree and that's too harsh of a grade, and maybe you think he's average. I think he's been below average. I wouldn't put him as an F, but he's a D to me. So, yeah, Eric's nodding, and we're at that point in the show where Eric has a value add comment coming. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but feeling that vibe. No, not necessarily. I would just agree. I mean, I think the the key that you said there, Bart, is compared to what the expectations for him are. He has been very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Hasn't yeah, been I, outright I terrible. These, I'm sorry, go on. He hasn't been outright terrible, but no. based on what he should provide you with, he has not reached that level. Like he should be reliable and he should be a B on, on his best on his best year. He should be a B guy, and that's it. You know, steady, cool hand Luke, and he's not. So, yeah. I think it's fair. I think it's totally fair. I don't know. I mean, I just, again, nothing. Both he and Seth Jones are going to kind of go through this rebuild, and you're just going to kind of go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're just going to kind of be around. But I don't know, they're just going to float away. There you go. They're wasting their careers here. Pretty much. Pretty much. But they're getting paid. I mean, they're. Making good yeah. money to do it. I don't know. Would Connor Murphy rather be here or Arizona? I don't know. I mean, Arizona might be a playoff team this year, but might would be. they be a playoff team with Connor Murphy on the roster? I don't know. Where would so, Isaac Phillips rather be, Sean? She, he he probably Phillips. should be back we at have, Rockford. We have two friends that cover the Rockford Ice Hogs that think very highly of this young man, so please. Don't be too tough on him, but what kind of letter grade are you giving him? I gave him a D. D. I, yeah, I thought no. he was. He was supposed to be. I was that he probably could be a bottom pairing defenseman in the NHL right away. Not, not to be picking on you, Sean, but you did have Taylor Radish twenty five goals, and Isaac Phillips was one of your guys. I know he was, <laughs> and he just. I thought he was seasoned enough. He played at Rockford enough, and he just looks completely lost out there. His positioning is terrible. He's susceptible to the backdoor pass for the goal. Him and Luis Crevier were on the ice, I think, for 11 minutes. (laughs) Two or three goals the one night, and they both were separated and didn't play again together. They were switched out for each other. I just think, like, as of right now, I think he's an an AHL player, not Mm -hmm. an NHL player. And I, based on what I believed, could be and what he is i think i'm disappointed so i'm gonna go with the d yeah well there's plenty of room for you on board my uh alec regula train i uh outtaked my coverage on that one so uh these things happen he liked you so much he moved closer there you go saying that campbell kid's the only guy in my corner i'm gonna get out there (laughs) (laughs) jared tenorti's next um i i'm gate i'd like your thoughts to hear yeah I went B minus with him. What do you think? Um, I actually, I think it's a little bit high and I'm a Tenorti guy. Like uh, last year I was like, I like what I see out of this guy. He's got a lot of toughness. Like he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be a Norris trophy candidate, but um, you know, he's tough and he was showing some leadership and things like that. And I thought we'd see a lot more out of him this year and he was hurt. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then he came out and he just did not play that well. He hasn't done what I, you know, we saw kind of out of him last year. Yeah. So I probably would have given him more of like a C ish. Uh, and, but I'm a fan of the guy, you know, I just wish we got more of last year's Jared Tenorti than this year's Jared Tenorti. He's just, the, he's just not really lighting the lamp, you know, exciting anyone or, uh, you know, really isn't waving the flag anymore. You yeah. could also say that about Phillips too. I thought he was better last year at his brief stint. Like, yeah. Almost like Reichel than he was, than he's been this year. So yeah. That's it. I don't, you know, I, I guess the, maybe the reason I went B minus is, you know, he, uh, <clears throat> you know, he, you know, he was babysitting in the beginning of the year too. You know, he was looking out for, you know, he was part, he was partnered with someone who uh, the Blackhawks media, Ben Pope, as well as the Blackhawks themselves were, uh, yes, I am talking about Wyatt Kaiser, uh, someone who's been dismissed, who's no, no longer gradable, no longer in our school. He's uh in Rockford. He's been expelled. Yeah, he's been expelled. He's uh in Rockford. We'll probably be there for the rest of the year. So I don't and remember everyone was saying, Oh, well, it's not fair to Vlasic. He's with Tenorti. What about Tenorti, man? Or sorry, not fair to uh Kaiser, Kaiser. because he's with Tenorti. And you know, that was probably tough on Tenorti. But no, I feel that though, Gate. You know, maybe a B minus is uh a little bit too much of great inflation just because I like the guy a lot. But, yeah, and we're just nitpicking at this point, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Eric, who has some really, a really good grade coming for this next guy. Alex Vlasic, what do you got? Yeah, so um, I went ahead and gave him a B minus. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That guy um, needs to chill out. No, I mean, I think this is a, a pretty clear cut A plus. Um, I don't think anybody had the. Uh, the thought that Alex Vlasic was going to be anywhere near what he has been this season. I mean, the, the guy has just played incredibly defensively. Um, I mean, Brock Faber, who, I mean, Alex Vlasic is every bit as good as this guy, if not better. And uh, yeah, he, he's just been a, an extremely pleasant surprise and, and how far he has come in his development. And even just like the last year, Um, you know, didn't look overly special in his brief stint, uh, two seasons ago and then spent all of last year in Rockford and clearly that worked wonders for him. And, uh, yeah, he has been excellent this year. So nice. yeah, not, not much more to say outside of just that he has been great. Yeah. I mean, I don't, he is far and away exceeded any of my expectations personally. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I, we're all very hopeful for him, but he is, he's locked in. I mean, he's he's a pro, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think he looks fantastic. Any other accolades for? Uh... Well, and going off of that too, I mean, it's not even just like our perception or you know compared to what expectations were. I mean, if you just look at you know how I referred to earlier, kind of those league-wide analytics and the scales and stuff like that, he's already playing at a very high-end shutdown defenseman type of level. Yeah. Just watch yep. him night in and night out. I mean, even, you know, beyond that, it's like he, he's so good every night. He's so steady. Yeah, and when he was hurt for those few games, you noticed it on the defensive oh, side, yeah. like even more so. And he carries the puck. I've noticed 
he carries the puck through the neutral zone now into the offensive zone more often than he did earlier in the season. Yep. He's been, I think, adding that element to his game a little bit. It's when he confidence. has a sheet of ice open to him, he goes for it. It's gaining confidence. Yep. Yeah. Very impressive and definitely part of their long-term plans, which is, uh, which is awesome. We like him. Uh, Nikita Zaitsev, Bardo. You want to do that one before we get into the goalies? Another. I'm actually going to surprise you guys. I gave him a C. Okay, no, that's fair. I mean, he's he's done some mop up duty, I guess you could say. You know, it's it's funny because we we've all killed him, and you know, for his defensive deficiencies, I don't think he's been awful defensively. Has he been great or good? No, I mean he's been okay. Um, but you know, he is on the plus side of a, of the ledger on a bad team, and you know. My analysis was so good, it got Eric kicked off the. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, Eric, Eric's like, I'm out. I'm washing my hands of that. Stunned right off the. Can't confirm. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> so Eric. Eric. Eric's heard enough of this Zaitsev talk. Eric, okay, Eric Zaitsev <laughs> talk just took you away, didn't it? Um, this is what it took. I'm not yeah. listening to this. <laughs> you know, it, he's been okay. I would say he's been average offensively. He's been probably better than we've all expected. Um, and he's been eh, defensively. So relative to expectations, well, we probably all thought this guy was going into the scrap heap. I got to say that he's been a C. He's average. He's yeah. been an average guy. That's funny. He sure. hasn't been bad. And that's he hasn't been he terrible. No, he hasn't been. There, no. there, there haven't been any games where you're going, oh, my God, Zaitsev. I mean, that's not – it hasn't yeah. been. Yeah. You know what's funny? I feel like, though, we're watching him and we're waiting for that, but he's not even doing that. That's the yeah. thing. I forgot he was on the roster. Yeah, I did too. And then he's had this stretch where he's played quite a bit, and he hasn't left the lineup. Eric left again. Unless Eric left the uh, (laughs) the trip. He can't stand this Zaitsev talk. (laughs) He can't run fast Uh, enough. Yeah, he's just had enough. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, Eric's going to hang around longer now because we're done with the name we will no longer speak of. We're going to defer right now to our goalie, uh, our goalie expert uh, and co-founder of the ring, Jeff Osborne, to comment on... Tendi! Shorzy! You're the worst player on our team. Great yeah. in the room, but you're the worst player on our team. Yeah, um, I, I came in late to this, and I'm going to take the goalies because that's my my area of expertise, allegedly. 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 Yeah. Uh, I mean, Peter Morazek, um, I went and looked back uh, just not too long when they when they resigned him, and I was actually fairly high on Peter Morazic on them and bringing him in maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, like when they missed, uh, when they missed on, uh, when they would have missed on Lanner and things like that, uh, <clears throat> because he could have been, a ch- he could have been a cheap ish guy that you could have come in and you could have just hold the fort for a while. You know, you give him a chance where he's got no pressure. Um, and he's pretty good, but you put him in Toronto where there's a lot of pressure. He's not good. You put him in Carolina where, you know, there was a little more pressure. He wasn't good, but you bring him in Chicago where there's no pressure on him and he plays well and he's relaxed and he stayed fairly healthy, which is good. Um, you know, he's probably exceeded a lot of expectations, mm-hmm. even exceeded mine. Like uh, I was all for them, bring him in, uh, you know, using, getting those extra draft picks and things like that. Uh, uh, I, I, I think he's played great. I, I think, you know, an A, Andy, I think, or Sean, yeah. you had actually given him an A. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, a, terrific. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there with an A on that. 
Uh, he's, he's done everything they've asked him to do. Uh, yeah. If they didn't extend him, they probably could have flipped him at the deadline for a team that might need a backup goalie or someone to, you know, kind of stand behind uh, Stuart Skinner or something like that mm-hmm. and hope, hope he doesn't fall down. But, um, you know, they wanted to hang on to him for a couple of years. Uh, we got to, they got to get to the floor. I mean, it is what it is uh, until, you know, he's mm-hmm. until, you know, Drew Camesso is able to play NHL hockey. Um, or until Jackson Stauber takes over for everybody. Um, <laughs> Mitchell Weeks is sneaking up on everybody. Down yeah, there. yeah. But, I mean, but yes, yeah, so, yeah. I'm in the camp though that extending him was the right move, and you're feeling that too, Gate. I, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he if he gets hurt again, you put him on long term injured reserve and whatever right. it is, what it is. You know, he's what. What else are you going to get out on the market? You're going to get Martin Jones. What are you going to? You know, there's it, the market is not hot for good goalies wanting to play in Chicago right this second. Like it's going to be maybe in two or three years, possibly. But right now, who wants to come to Chicago except for guys who can't play just about anywhere else. So, you know, if he wants to stay here, fine. If he wants, you know, hang in there and maybe he's good. Maybe at the tail end, he hits a team that's, you know, on the, on the, on the rise and, you know, maybe see some playoff action, uh, He's, Maybe he's he does. been better than league yeah. average this year, too. Yeah. 0.91 save percentage. League average is 0.899. He's 920 at even strength. That's the best he's had since 2020, 2021 with Carolina. We only played 12 games for him. God, the state uh, of this league, if the league average is 0.899, Jesus. Yeah. And his high danger really? scoring chances are 0.849, That's which what Sean is said. up from last year, Jesus. which was 0.819. Yeah. So, so, yeah, well, so, you know, Mrazek, fine. He's, he's fine. Uh, Soderblom, I was in, I was really not high on him, but I thought he could be a good NHL backup and with him and maybe Drew Camesso at some point in time. That could be a good battery of goalies. Yeah. He's just not been it this year. I don't, he's, he's got the yips. Um, he was pretty good last year, but he's got the yips pretty bad this year. I don't know what's going on with him. There's probably something in his, you know, I haven't watched enough Arvid Soderblom to really analyze deeply his game, but you, you could tell from a distance that he's just not feeling it. He's not confident. Yeah, he that, was out that, there that, and that I don't block, think that blocker side, he's off his angles. It just doesn't his angles. Yeah. And he goes, bad. he's been going down too early. Yeah. And he's a big goalie, so like, right? He should. Yeah, there's that one goal against St. Louis when St. Louis made that comeback against the Hawks, and I think it was the game winner where he was so off his angle, angle, and yeah. it was that in between the arm and the blocker shot, and that's been giving him problems yeah. all year. And the worst part about it is, is I don't think the team has confidence in him. The, the, the players yeah. around him, they're they're clutching their sticks harder when you know he's in net behind them and he's got to make a big mm-hmm. save. And then it ends up in the net. It's it's one of those things where like nobody has any confidence in him, you know. Where maybe he yeah. should have been, you know. I mean, you could send him down if you wanted to. I mean, you, you're not going to. Yes, you don't want to bring Camesso up here. You don't. No, not, but not yet. Not yet. You know, I. I if you I could have picked some guy up off the scrap heap and send Soderblom down to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe work with because this this is that's something that that they did, you know, back you know, in the Delia age and all that, where they would send a guy down just to work with the goalie coach. 
just so he's away from all the the nonsense that's going on he would go down there and he would work and do drills and do all that stuff and work with the goalie coach and i i think really that's something that pre probably needs to have done mm-hmm. um but and i i read gate too that that's why they've been playing him so sparingly is because they've been giving him extra time to work on stuff with Jimmy Waite at yeah. the NHL level. Mm-hmm. And that's why Mrazic has been getting the bulk of the starts. Well, I mean, they're throwing out Mrazic every chance they get now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then yeah. that, that says a lot too. I mean, they obviously got to give them a chance to win. Right. I mean, they yeah. probably could have picked up some bum off the waivers if they wanted to have another backup goalie that they could put in there every third or fourth game. Uh, it's not like they can't afford it. Uh, why not? Right. But, uh, you know, if you keep throwing, I, I don't, I, I'm not for keep throwing them out there. Right. Like, why? I mean, I don't, I, I maybe in like, you know, late March or April, bring Camesso up and give him a start or two just to give him a taste. Yeah. You know, I, I could, I could see that happening. But, yeah. You know, Any I, of them. I, who cares at that right. point, you're not going to make the playoffs. Like no, you're going to no. be one of the worst teams in the league, no matter what, if you want to give them a game, give them a game. That's fine. Yeah, just as got. a reward for hanging in there and being a good sport. Yeah, but this has been disappointing. And I think that, to your point, a lot of people had pretty high hopes that he was going to make his mark and say, yeah, he's a, he's a solid number two. And there were even people saying 1A. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is he going to be in their plans? And something, it's just not working. No. It, like, I, I was impressed when he came in and he played better. Yeah. You know, he was, he was only like 22 when they signed him. Right. But he came in and he played pretty solid. And uh, he, he, the weird thing is, is like, there's so many of these players like Reichel and Soderblom and there's some of these players that like played well last year and this year they're just complete dog shit. And, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. How, how old is Soderblom? And how, I mean, how much, what, what is left on his contract in term? He's 24 I years mean, old, 25 yeah. in August. Uh, so I mean, he's not like his career's not over. No, uh, no, he's, he's still young for goal. As, as far as goalies. Yeah, go. for goalies he's, he's got another year at nine, nine yeah, like 962. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. he's an RFA. So, like, they, they can do whatever they want with him. Uh, right. But, you know. Yeah. 20, I don't know, 20 appearances in net this year. And to have an over four goals against average, that's a tough look. Yep. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Anyway, in this so day and age, Jeff, his, yeah, his, his safe percentage is 874. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's not good. That's horrible. That's like, that's really bad. Well, below Scott yeah, Foster yeah, could do that. Yeah, Scott Foster. Nice. Um, well, there you have it, folks. There are midterm grades for uh, for your Chicago Blackhawks. We went a little bit over an hour, but we want to touch base on one more thing. And Eric, you you were mentioning obviously there was a trade that happened today, but some news out of Atlanta as the NHL is starting to expand. And we just want to touch on this. What's going on in Atlanta? What have you been hearing? Yeah, so it was announced today that um, they are moving forward with the arena development plan that had been proposed um, in the suburbs of Atlanta to build a new arena and entertainment district to hopefully house a an NHL team in the future. Um, and I mean, there, you know, a lot of people expected that, but I saw something with that as well that alluded to the fact that that would only move forward in the vote if there was already a guarantee from the NHL that they would eventually get a team. So I don't know. I didn't see that from an insider specifically. I just, I I read something from that from uh, I forget who it was from, but an account that knows, you know, is familiar with the Atlanta hockey scene. So I'm assuming there is at least something behind that or to that. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it, it certainly seems like this is, is moving forward and uh, yeah, there could be a NHL team back in Atlanta in the, in the near future here. I mean, what is, what's going to make hockey work in Atlanta this time around? Oh, I think what they're, what they're saying is with the better ownership, maybe, right? Yeah. Ownership was terrible with the thrashers. So if you have sound ownership, maybe it works. And I mean, hopefully it does. It's a huge market, but I mean, it is, but I don't fool me I, once, fool me twice. There's so many hockey starved markets out there with, with fan bases that actually care. You know, I mean, gate, you mentioned Quebec. I mean, but what is wrong with like, why can't Milwaukee, Wisconsin or somewhere like that? get Salt a, Lake get a, City. Salt Lake City. Houston. 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 Yeah, Houston good. would be a great place. I just, I don't know. I don't know why you need to try it for a third time in Atlanta, going back to the Atlanta Flames. Actually, Portland, I think. I, I had heard something about Portland at one point in time. Well, with Seattle there, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I mean, if you think about their, uh, I don't know how many of you are Major League Soccer fans, and probably not that many, but the Portland. Seattle and Portland rivalry in Seattle the MLS Center, is, 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 is as real as it gets. I mean, it is it is day-long parties and um, great for the economies. But a Seattle-Portland rivalry would be everything. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not big on this whole Atlanta thing. Uh, I mean, the, the the way they handled Arizona and now the way they're handling uh, Atlanta, it makes you makes you a little bit skeptical about their their plans with that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, 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 absolutely not. Gate Gate just uh, sent us a, a group chat with the official trade that happened. Can we, can we have there. Sean announce these names? That, that's what I was. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, no. Sean, will you? Um, uh, no. Will you please read it. No, 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 no! You're you're doing this. We're this is uh, exercise ten four. Yeah. We're not asking you, Sean. <laughs> this is the past. The first thing yeah. is easy. Yeah, just I just need to hear you get to Hunter's last name. Let's go. I, I don't have the message, so go it's the in the private chat, chat on our. Uh... Yeah, it's not showing up in mine. Oh, like, been... oh likely oh, excuse, like sir. All right, fine. Flames, fine. Then I get to butcher it. It's going to be really hard. Full trade through the Calgary Flames. 2024 first round, conditional first round pick. 2024 fourth round pick. Andrea Kuzamenko, Yoni Yermo, Hunter. Bruskevich? Yeah. Bruskevich? Bruskevich? Yeah. Brustewich. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. It's, I think it's Bruskevich, but I don't know. Brustewich. Hunter Brustewich or Bruskevich to Canucks. Um, to the Canucks Elias Lindholm. That's a haul. Mm. Wow, some picks in there. That's kind of fun. Good for the Flames. Get a conditional first-round pick. We don't know the conditions yet. I'm sure it's out there in the Twitter first. Uh Sean, I, I'm disappointed. I, I'm sorry. Sometimes I give him a, like I give him a D. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's generous. Yeah. Any uh, we've gone we've gone well over the hour. Any uh, any parting shots, gentlemen? This is for Sean. Fan of the sport. I don't know. Some people say I don't know that much. So <laughs> that's for Sean. Sean knows a lot. Uh, Sean from Chicago. Eduardo, do you want to shout out twenty uh, teams? What? Team Israel. They won that tournament. They did. They oh, finished yeah. first place in that tournament after after the um, after they almost didn't get to play. Yeah, well, they won the tournament. Shout Good for them. them. Good job. Yeah, that is awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. Uh, that is great news. Thanks, everyone, for joining tonight. Again, Hawks letter grades. Enjoy the All-Star game with those really, really, really bad 
looking uniforms that they have. It's just such a tragedy. Um, but enjoy out there. And then hopefully, you know, when the Hawks come back and we're in February, hopefully we are a mere few weeks away from Connor Bedard returning. So at least the entertainment value of the club uh, goes back up and we're back into a Calder chase. Um, so on behalf of the ring, I'm Andy Campbell. On behalf of my buddies, Jeff Osborne, the Bardo, Sean Fitzgerald, and Eric Andrews. Y'all have a great night. Thanks for joining us.